you know, once I see very, very often is number one, the idea of thinking that they have to go and start over from scratch. So the, the common mistake is the thought process, which is I think is huge in the whole idea of having this uh, mindset renewal and realize you don't have to start over. As a matter of fact, I believe you are well positioned with your experience and expertise to now launch your life at a advantage because you know have gone there done that been through all those different things so i think you're better positioned so i said the common mistake is don't look back and thinking you have to start over look ahead and say how can you use your your resources your your skill sets your experience and find what it is you could do and put all that behind it and you will be much much farther ahead so that's one of the common mistakes that is kingsley grant He's a motivational speaker, corporate trainer, licensed marriage and family therapist, relationship and transformation life coach. He's also the host on On Demand Radio podcast called The Midlife Lounge and Success Caribbean Style. He's also a published author. Kingsley focuses on helping midlife professionals transition into their life purpose so that they can live a more satisfying life. And fulfilling life. I know that many of you are in the transitional season, whether it's for your life or your business. In this episode, we talk about some common mistakes that people make when relaunching themselves, including some thought process, including some thought patterns as well. We also gonna talk about some common frustration in this journey and how. You can overcome them by thinking differently. Now, let's check with Kingsley. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Kelly Bader, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week. We will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention: it's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hello, Kingsley. Welcome to the show. So happy you are here. Thank you, Kelly. I have been looking forward to this opportunity. So thank you for having me here on your wonderful. Exciting show, the Godly MBA. <laughs> you know, <laughs>、uh, since、uh, I interviewed Jared, and you know, he just cannot stop raving about you. So I just <laughs> have to get you on the show. And、uh, I already introduced, you know, your bio, everything to the audience. But、uh, we always like to hear from yourself. Can you、right. share with us that you know your own journey up till now? How did you? Become this expert when you come to the you know me life relaunch. You know that's a great question, Kelly. Because for me, you know, I at forty seven years old, I went back to school to get my master's degree. I put that off for many many years, and one of those things was I felt I was too old. I felt like you know, time had slipped by, and I was not able and would not even be able to do that. And number one, number two, I thought about okay. I'll be the oldest person in the classroom <laughs> among all these young people who are in college. So those things kept me for almost three years. I did not go back. I kept on thinking about it, and then I third thing about the money. 
I could not afford it, I said to myself. But one day I decided, you know what? I'm getting older. Time is going by. No matter what happens, the time is going to come and go no matter what happens. Therefore, why not dive in? I dove in and the rest is history. I was able to accomplish my degree and went on from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm just smiling. Talk about you say uh, the first concern was uh, that you say I, I will be too old in the classroom. Yes. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, but the problem is we don't get younger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> right. And so tell us also a little bit about actually, I know you also have the other main business. And what is that? Yeah, you know, I also, as, as a matter of fact, deep in my heart, I knew for me is empowering people, helping people to learn how to better communicate among in relationships. So what happened was out of that going back to school was the idea was to have the credentials to make me more of the I, a person. Who say, OK, what does, do I know? I know I, I have the experience, but to put the credibility piece behind it. I decided to go back to school for that very purpose so that I could become, you know, a, a therapist, a licensed therapist to work with people in the area of relationships to strengthen, to make it better. Because that's what I do very well is help people to communicate and how to then resolve issues. And I found that that was one of the missing pieces for me. So that helped me. Now, my business is focusing on that very particular thing is helping families and um, business people how to better communicate in any interpersonal relationships, whether it's home or in the workplace. Well, since we are in the communication topic and, you know, we chat, we chat about this before uh, we hit the record button about there are so many marketing message uh, talk about, you know, entrepreneurs, we are a rare breed. So nobody understands us. Right. And that create a lot of uh, stress. Right. Uh, when we try to pursue our passion or let's say the midlife launch thing. Right. Uh, uh, among among families or among, you know, all the relationship close to us. Can you talk a right. little bit about that? Sure. Because I see it happens so often, Kelly. I, I hear it. I coach people through the very same process because what happened as being entrepreneurial, we have a vision. We have an idea of where we're going. So we have an early start in the journey and we're down the, 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 the track way down and we're looking back. We're not seeing people are necessarily following us close by. We wonder what happened. We have either not shared effectively with them, what is it we are doing? We think in our head we have. And what happened is we're experiencing frustration. Now we're thinking, oh, you know what? They don't get it. You know, you know what? They're not supportive. And so what happened, I tell entrepreneurs especially, what about you understanding that what it is you have envisioned, the other person is at a disadvantage. They don't even have a clue onto what it is you're, you're describing. So if you take a pause and go back and make it your responsibility to help them understand better what it is, you might be surprised to see how supportive they are in your, in your vision. Because it happened to me when I, for myself and my wife, you know, I had this great vision, this idea of what I want to do. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm racing. But my wife was like, hello, honey, I'm back here. I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? You know, I felt she was not supportive. I felt like she's a dream killer and all those negative thoughts. Then I realized that the truth was 
I had to take responsibility and go back and tell her, you know, honey, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I really had not done a good job of letting you know what it is I had to do. And I had to slow it down and then present it to her and then show her little by little how it will work. And then when the revenue came in, it now began to help her better understand and like was a great cheerleader at that time. But I had to take the responsibility. Yeah. You know, uh, well, to say this, I understand, I'm sure some of the audience now who who is listening say, yeah, but Kelly, I don't know that. They still don't understand me. I'm sure there they are. There are those crowds. But what Kingsley and I, we're trying to um, communicate now with you, it's we do have to take uh, our part. Yes. That, that, that responsibilities and do our best to communicate. And uh, um, I, I often joke with my um, inner circle friends. And uh, I think up to today, probably really my parents-in-law still don't quite get what I'm doing <laughs> 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 when it comes to yeah. business, but they feel very fascinated that because uh, sometimes when during the holiday season, you know, we spend time together in the same yes. house. And then the, I, would, I would excuse myself, say, I'm sorry, the next hour, I just need to go to the room and grab my <laughs> laptop and camera. And they say, oh, so what do you do? I say, I talk to people <laughs> from England or from Australia. Or they just try to scratch their head. Well, she seems happy to do it. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, kidding aside, it's we need to take our part of responsibility to communicate. And so, Kinsey, can you kind of share with us as, as you uh, consult with your clients and what, what are some common mistakes when people try to... Uh, do the, their midlife relaunch? You know, once I see very, very often is number one, the idea of thinking that they have to go and start over from scratch. So the, the common mistake is their thought process, which is I think is huge in the whole idea of having this uh, mindset renewal and realize you don't have to start over. As a matter of fact, I believe you are well positioned with your experience and expertise to now launch your life at an advantage because you know have gone there, done that, been through all those different things. So I think you're better positioned. So I said the common mistake is don't look back and thinking you have to start over. Look ahead and say how can you use your your resources, your your skill sets, your experience, and find what it is you could do and put all that behind it. And you will be much, much farther ahead. So that's one of the common mistakes. Second common mistake I see people making as well is trying to do what they want to do in the context where they find themselves. Meaning, for example, they have the same people around them at all times expecting somehow that those same people are going to be the tide that raise their ship. It doesn't happen. So the mistake is thinking those people. So I encourage people to find other people who are doing the things you want to do and get with them because that will help you energize what it is you're doing, but also support and feel like you're in now people who understand you. So the common mistake is uh, staying where you are expecting to have different results than you're having right now. Mm -hmm. 
That's so right. And actually, I so agree with you about uh, well, that's a mean life. Well, the only thing I don't like to talk about this, Kingsley, is that mean we both are not that young. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, we are in the you know late forty and soon fifties age, and I would like to say, as I see that actually it's interesting to see some of my audience, uh, you know, small portion of them, they actually are millennium, mm-hmm. uh, so they're much younger, and but uh, but those. Some of them, they actually, they know they have talents. They are not afraid of technology, everything. But they recognize that they do lack of maybe certain interpersonal skill or the communication skills. And that's where we come in. That's where that we can, you know, we can show them. And on the flip side, just like you say, we cannot just limit ourselves to the same circle of uh, friends or connection right. w- when we want to step into the new era of things. Uh, <laughs> for those people that's younger kids, they, they know probably a whole lot more than we do in, yes. in certain uh, tech tools or, or different way to do things even. Mm. Um, so what do you say that if, you know, some audience that they are listening now, they are they in their midlife. They they probably still in the corporate. They probably yeah. well established, and um, but they also know that hey, I really now I really want to uh, doing something else. Yes. Uh, so what will what will be some specific steps that uh, that you can advise them? I would say, you know, a few things I would, before I even give you step one, step two, I would also um, encourage them to understand majority of business that have been started that are successful today have been done by people who are in their late 40s, early 50s, because they were now understand some things they never understood before. We have the exceptions of people who are starting business much earlier, but majority of the business statistically have been started by people who are in their late 40s, early 50s, that really is driving the economy. So I wanted to put that part in there. Also, Kelly, step one I would say is identify what is that one thing you feel you're most passionate about? What's that one thing? Because what happened is if you know and can narrow it down where you find, you know, this is my passion. This is something I wanted to do. And I feel like now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. So I would say, what's the one thing? Number two, is it marketable? Is, it, is there a market for that? Number three, do you have the talent for that? As a matter of fact, I put together a brief video, three minutes, I, to how to identify your passion, you know, because uh, people have so many different passions, and I realize it takes uh, some work to do, but I can also make that available to the audience, um, Kelly. But it's in three minutes or less how to identify your passion, what that might be, and then what to begin to do with that one thing. So once you've identified it, is there a market for it? Do we have the talent for that? If it's yes to all those three, I'm simply saying, what could you do now on the side in a very small way to validate that idea? So it could be, I could write an ebook, I could do some coaching, I could do some, whatever, if it, whatever it might be. And I validate the idea on the side and I see, hey, this might have some promise to it. What if I did some more hours into that one thing and it increased the validation. Now I know I have a business idea. I may want to test that out. So I don't recommend just jumping and just shutting everything down and just go, you know, go crazy. No, 
because you're at the stage of life where you're, you know, want to do, um, do things less risky. My book that I wrote, you know, about the midlife launch, successfully pursue your dream without giving up what's most important to you, outlined the very same idea, Kelly, because I realized that was my issue. I didn't want to dive off the springboard because I was not as young as I was. So I had to find a way to just kind of gradually and incrementally validate the idea. And then once I realized it worked, then I could go full force. And that's what has worked for me. And that's what I've worked for my clients that I help them to work through the very same process. Yeah, I so true. Um, I like how you point out when you started to talk about passion, I was a little bit worried. Right. <laughs> but then I'm glad you went you went down the steps, actually talk about validation, talk yes. about actually the talents and also I will add maybe skill sets, right? Because yes. if you are already in your me life, I'm sure you already you know, accumulate quite a bit different yes. kind of skills. Um, and so that's not to underestimate those. And today's uh, technology also really enable us like to do that. We call it uh, MVP, right? Minimum viable product. Um, yes. We can easily test out either in the social media, your circle or, or uh, easier to figure out whether there's a need there, you know, send out a survey or something like that. Uh, so that, that's, that's awesome. And surely we're going to put Kingsley's book and video in the show notes. So you yes. guys don't have to worry. You'll, you'll find it in the show notes. So Kingsley, can you share with us that, hopefully I don't put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> what, what would you say that was your number one challenge for yourself, the Midlife Launch? My number one challenge, Kelly, is six months after I resigned after a 21 career, well, 21 years career in the same place, six months after I handed my resignation in, validated my idea, started my own company, my own business, I had to go under the knife. I had a quadruple bypass surgery. I found myself in the hospital and here I am, no insurance, just begin to be my client base. And I'm thinking, okay, is this a very cruel joke or what? You know, I'm thinking, God, did I do something wrong? Because what is it now that after I resigned, it's six months later, I have a open heart surgery. And I now realize I could not work for several months. So my challenge was either go back to work eventually and at least, you know, or continue my journey. But I realized that I had to make a decision that Kingsley, there's something about this. You can find a way to get over this. Once you're healthy, continue your path because it's a reason why you left. And I had to dig in, pray through, get the support I needed and the counsel that I needed and work real hard of rehabilitating myself, both physically mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to pursue and go my and continue my journey. And I'm so glad I did because that challenge rose its ugly head. But with God's grace, I was able to get through that and continue and experience what I'm experiencing today. Wow. I did not know that. So yes. I'm glad I asked. I'm glad you shared. You see, that's the thing. A lot of people thought... Um, from outside, you know, yes. probably when people come to your website and they say, oh, you know, nice, it's very relaxing Jamaican style or Caribbean <laughs> style. You yes. know, he has a big smile on, probably the journey is quite smooth, 
right? <laughs> um, but you know, uh, well, only God knows, really. Yes, it's yes. rarely, rarely, it's a journey without bumpy ride, right? That's true. <laughs> so, what would you say that、uh, if I want you to share one of the funny story or some some guests that share their embarrassed moments in this journey? What would that be? Well, you know, my funnest journey, I think, is it, it, I talk about in my book because I had gone on vacation in Jamaica, and we were asked if we wanted to jump off a thirty-three feet、uh, foot cliff into the ocean, and I wanted to to do it because I felt like, hey, you know, I, my wife is there. I want to show my machoism, so I'm gonna jump off this cliff, and I want to make her proud of her husband. So I walked up to the cliff. Kelly and there was a gentleman who was before me, and he went there and he looked over, and he looked, oh no, I'm not doing this, and he walked back. I'm thinking, no, you don't, because now it scares me. Thinking I am going to go the third person in line. His who was first, his wife is before him, and I'm behind her. He walked back and said, I can't do this. I'm thinking, oh no. So I'm still courageous and, and and standing there, and she went up there and she looked over, and she looked over, and she looked over. I'm saying pray and praying, please God, make her jump, or I'm gonna push her because, <laughs> <laughs> because what happened? If she doesn't jump, I know I'm not gonna jump. And so Kelly, for some some miraculous thing, she just jumped. I'm like, oh, she jumped. Now it's my turn. I get there. And I'm thinking I have to back out. I look at how far I'm gonna jump, and I'm thinking, do I back out now or do I jump? With my heart fluttering, my palms sweaty, I close my eyes, and it could be an embarrassing moment or a victorious moment. Kelly, I want it to be a victorious moment. I held my breath, and I jumped. And great was the fall of this big. Splash in that water when I <laughs> I hit the ocean, awakened the whole ocean because this whale of a person had jumped in, <laughs> and so it was I I I really um could be very embarrassing if I had to walk back, but I was gonna not be embarrassed that day. So I use it to talk about it's embarrassing in one way, but then victorious in another way. The fact is, I jumped. It was ugly jump, but I jumped anyway. That was my my story right there. Wow, <laughs> I could I could imagine that. Well, the height is never my thing, so yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, well, so what would be one of those godly MBA moments for you? The moment that you realize that your career or your business is way beyond just business. In 2011, my mom died, and she died of cancer. She battled for about for several several years, and then a week before she died, I had to go to see her. My mom always had a smile on her face. She you you can never even tell if she's in pain or not. She's always smiling. And then、um, after she died, my sister and I were talking, and she was a school teacher all her adult life. My mom shared with my sister when my sister asked her this question, "Mom." If you could do anything else in life other than teaching, what would that be? My mom, without skipping a beat, said to her, my sister, "I wanted to be a nurse." That nurse Kelly died and went to the graveyard with my mom. 
I had heard a message many years before about the graveyard being the richest place on earth. And I said, my mom added that rich per se. She was a great school teacher. No one, she impacted great lives. But I wondered, what could she have done had she been a nurse? So the graveyard became richer. For me, that moment became where I decided, Kelly, from that moment on, every person that I come in contact with in any way, my written, written speaking, coaching, podcasting, I want to empower and inspire them to not take the dream to the graveyard because the graveyard does not need any more riches. And I figure God has given them a potential and some skill sets. Let us change the world one dream at a time. So my passion from that moment has been changing the world by stirring people in their dream so we can, by living that out, we together collectively can make the world a better place. That's what is bigger than me, and I know it's going to outlast and outlive me, that passion. And so I'm making room to make sure that happens. Wow. I cannot rap on the show better <laughs> than that. And that's actually precisely, uh, you know, part of the mission of the show. That, uh, you know, I when I was creating the show and the outline, and... God told me I need to always ask this question. Mm. What is one of your godly MBA moments? And it doesn't matter the the, the podcast VIP, that's how I call you guys. The right. my podcast VIP, they all share the same faith or not, but you know, we are all human kind. Yes. And so it's that moment of uh, reflecting and yes. you know, kind of bring us back to why we created business day the first uh first starting and so thank you thank you so much for sharing with that with us and i'm sure uh audience and i, I mean i can totally hear and i can see <laughs> uh, we have a video camera turning on so uh, i can see your passion for it and i just want to say you know yeah please just continue to do what you do and you know, make a whole lot more impacts. And I'm sure that that is the legacy that we all want to experience. And Kelly, I want to say thank you so very much for the opportunity because I love the question. It gives up, it gives a, a place for someone to share their heart like I just did. And I think when God gave you that question to ask, I am, I'm glad you followed and do ask that very question. I listened to, listen to your show, um, many episodes of your show. And I, when I hear different people sharing that part, I said, um, if I ever get on the show, which I'm glad I, I am on there today, but I wanted to share that because I believe that God is using you to really showcase this moment in people's lives that is something that transcends just the day-to-day -day things we do. And if what we're doing does that transcends us, then we need to ask ourselves the question, why do what we're doing? So I want to congratulate you for doing that and also for the awesome show that you put together. Thank you so much. Oh, well, your word means a word to me, really, yes. as from, especially from a fellow podcaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, brother, for coming on the show and adding so much value to me and my audience. Thank you very much. How did you enjoy the episode? You know, this is one of those episodes that not about the business strategy or tactic, not about the how-to, but it's more from the perspective of let's deal with the roots of the problem. Because oftentimes what we see just the symptom on the surface. But in order to really 
move forward to have your breakthrough that we need to deal in with the roots. You know, enemy is on overtime and try to steal away the number one ability that God has given us. And that is the ability to think. And the most powerful thing he is afraid of if once we could activate that wisdom in our core, which is aligned with God's identity. And then we are able to think like God does. So I want you to just maybe rewind what I just said. This year for myself is not so much to learn the new technique, the new marketing strategies about my business, but I'm more focused on what kind of person I want to become. Because I know the moment I can become the next best version of myself, the rest will be added to me. That's Matthew 6.33, right? Because if I focus on what kind of person, what kind of a leader, I can become aligned with the identity that God has put inside of me. I hope this makes sense to you. And please share with us what is your number one takeaway or what is your next step emailing us at podcast at kellybother.com so we can feature your answer and give you a shout out. You know, we are creating a community of Christian CEO and leaders. So it's all about sharing. For all the show notes and goodies, please go to kellybother.com forward slash 078. Again, that's kellybother.com forward slash 078. Looking forward to hearing from you. Are you one of the Christian leaders that you would like to stand out, establish your own blue ocean, and create a profitable business you love and totally identity aligned? Well, if you are, I would like to invite you to access to one of my free masterclass. Actually, was a live presentation on stage at my mentor, Chris Docker's uh, annual signature event called Youpreneur Summit. The presentation is called The Power of One Framework. And why is this so important? If you like to create a whole lot more impact in the coming year and beyond, you feel like you might hit a plateau in your business or you have been touring around in the base camp, meaning in the bottom of the mountain that God asks you to conquer, then this presentation is for you. With all transparency, when you access to that presentation, you will be also added as my VIP list for the coming signature program called the Power of One Framework. It's a mentoring program, and we cannot be more excited about this because we haven't seen anything that this for Christian entrepreneurs just yet. And are you surprised? Actually, probably not. Why? Because God always likes to show off his wisdom. And what do I mean by that? Four months before that presentation, I was crying out to the Lord, say, Father, 
How can we help? How can we get rid of the imposter syndrome? How can we stop the comparison game and shining object syndrome? How can we get as many as your children to the past identity aligned that what you have called them to do, create a whole lot more profit so they have the margin to give more and serve more. So if you feel resonate with this message, then go to kellybada.com forward slash learn. I will see you there. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybala.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellybala.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.